Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Find the truth, uncover the story, change the story, and change your life. Do you struggle with the idea of going no contact? Like this going no contact or maybe like physically like pulling out your phone and blocking someone? Does that feel like, oh, like that's not something I want to engage in. That's not something I want to do. Like a lot of times when people are thinking about, you know, blocking, getting rid of a toxic person or, or just getting rid of a person in their life, there's, they're very much like standoffish. It's like, I don't want to do that. Like that's, that's scary for me. Now, a lot of times we see there being a, a fear that develops of someone actually being like, I'm not sure if I can actually bring myself to the point of going no contact with the narcissist. Like, I'm actually really worried about engaging with that on that level of going no contact because of a different couple different reasons. So today I want to share with you five different reasons of why a lot of times people are afraid of going no contact with a narcissist and kind of break it down a little bit. So stick around for all five. Okay. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. We do that by dropping the nuggets of truth on all different platforms. So if you haven't already, please follow on some of those other platforms to just help out build that community and share your story, your things that are going on to help other people. So check us out on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Uh, I think that's it. But yeah, well, check us out on all those. Like, follow, just look us up under Raw Motivations, okay? If you're listening on the podcast, one, thanks so much. Two, take a moment and just rate it real quick because we're trying to be able to bump this up so that more people get that awareness of what they're actually dealing with because a lot of people don't know what narcissism is. They don't understand it. And they're being confused in a relationship that's really toxic and they're just like, Maybe they just have bad communication or maybe they're just tra traumatized or maybe they don't realize what they're actually dealing with. So you never know. You might be able to share this video, this podcast with someone today that you could be the dealer of hope in their life because they finally get that clarity that someone might have given you or that you might have been able to see um, watching or scrolling sometime. Okay, so help us out with that. If you need help with community, with growing, with helping, healing, and develop, please go and download our app. Okay, just go to narcapp.com, N-A-R-C-A-P-P, narcapp.com, and look at the app there. Download that. Get access to a community of like-minded people that are trying to help you heal, grow, change, develop, get access to courses, get access to understand what narcissism actually is, what it looks like, and how to be able to spot it, of how to build boundaries, of how to have healthy dating, go in there for a accountability, of tracking your no contact, of making sure that you journal to know the truth of the situation. We also have weekly lives where you can come on screen, you can ask questions, you can interact, you can get advice of sticky situations that are also secured in the app so that they don't go out to the public for other people to see. 
Also, we have monthly coaching that happens every single month, the first Monday of the month, diving into stuff in the healing category of how are we growing, how are we developing, how are we getting better on like a day-to-day basis. We'd love to have you interact with us on there. Anyways, check that out, narcapp.com, okay? If you want to talk to me one-on-one, interact, uh, do any coaching, stuff like that, just go to Raw Motivations. We'd love to talk to you. Anyways, let's dive right in. Okay, so when we're talking about no contact, when we're talking about going no contact with a narcissist, with a toxic person, sociopath, psychopath, you name it, whatever, okay? Toxic toxic in general, toxic is toxic, okay? When we're talking about no contact, what does that mean, okay? A lot of times people think that no contact means not responding, okay? That is not no contact, okay? No contact is when there is no way for you to be able to interact with that person. So oftentimes we'll say, hey, block, go no contact and ghost okay whenever we're talking about blocking that means you take out you take out your phone and you go through social media you go through all of your phone settings you go through every little thing out there like alexa cash app venmo spotify everything you go through all of that and you make sure to block which means the other person the toxic person does not have access to your life and does not have access to communicate with you A lot of times I'll use the phrase block, ghost, go no contact, okay? And so what that also means is with ghosting, that's where you disappear. Okay, think of it like the, uh, a CIA movie or something like that, where you're a spy and you get burned and all of a sudden you just like disappear off the face of the planet. Like you change your identity, you move, all that kind of stuff. Now, I, am I being like extreme to prove a point? Yes, because sometimes, and we've had to work with people to get them out of sticky situations, sometimes that's an actual reality of moving, changing their name, disappearing out of the whole section of the narcissist's life to be able to provide that safety, okay? So I'm saying that in like a a general way, so you understand that, but I'm also saying like it's real. It's not just like, oh, that's me, nice thing. No, block, ghost, go no contact. So when we ghost, a lot of times it's like, hey, you've already set expectations, you've already communicated the issues, you just need to leave, they need to block, and then you make sure that there's no contact, whether that's all in the digital sphere, whether that's flying monkey sphere, or whether that's running into the person. Like whatever you have to do to stay no contact, you know, you have to change gyms, you have to go to a new place, like you know, whatever it might be, you do that, not because you're afraid, but because you're leveraging the resources you have for your safety, okay, and also for your growth. Okay, so it's not just out of fear of like I'm running away. It's also like, no, this is a toxic thing in my life. Okay, and if I keep this thing in my life, it's going to keep bringing me down and tearing me down. Okay, side note that I want to be able to put safety note, I guess you could say, okay, know the narcissist, the toxic person that you're with, and be careful about how you plan it and be careful of how you implement it. Should you still do it long term? Yes, absolutely. Is there things you need to put in place to make sure when you block that you're in a safe place or you have friends around you or you're able to get out? Yes. So please be careful to make sure that when you do this, it doesn't also ramp up an aspect of abuse and make sure that you're thinking through crucial situations for your safety. Okay. All right. So jumping right in five things that people are afraid of when they're talking about blocking the narcissist. So number one, a lot of times people are afraid because they think the narcissist will change. They're like, but what if I block and they get better? Like, what if I block and, you know, they start working on themselves and and they get so much better? Like, what if that happens? Like, maybe I should leave the door open so they can come back and communicate of how much they've changed and how much they've grown. The problem is a lot of times they'll come back, communicate how much they've changed, how much they've grown, and then they continue going back into the same abusive cycle because it's not real and it doesn't happen, okay? What happens is you get locked into hope 
and you get locked into potential and it strings you along so that you think and so you wonder maybe this will be there when in reality it isn't you're just stuck in a trauma bond if you're stuck in a trauma bond you're stuck with hope potential and cognitive dissonance that's screwing up a lot of the ideas in your head and is making you believe a fiction and a fantasy that's pulling you back a lot of times to the narcissist what you need to focus on is turn all that energy that's pulling you back to them, get aligned with the truth and focus on yourself because that's what will set you free from the trauma bond and will help you stay solid in your no contact because you know that relationship was very toxic in nature and I don't want that to be a part of my life anymore. So a lot of times people are afraid that narcissists will change. Nine times out of 10, they're never going to change. I mean, you need to stop wasting time focusing on them and focus on you. Number two, a lot of times people are afraid to block because they think it's mean or they think it's rude. Okay. They're like, I would never do that. Like I'm an empath. I love people so much. I could never bring myself to, to hurt that person or to be that mean or to be that rude by blocking them. Okay. What that actually means is that you don't care about yourself. Okay, and I know that's a little aggressive, but it's true because if you have something in your life that is that is eating away at your self-worth, at your self-confidence, destroying any aspect of who you are, any aspect of self-love, and you're saying, hey, it's okay for me to still let this in, it means you don't have boundaries and it means you're not willing to actually take care of yourself to protect yourself from a toxic environment. Okay, so you need to get around yourself and get back to the idea of what, what is my self-worth, how do I develop self-confidence, and where does that come from? You know, does it come from them? Does it come from someone else? Does it come from me? Okay, so that's number two. Number three is a lot of times people are afraid of blocking the narcissist because they're afraid of the image. Now, this is on both sides. Sometimes people are afraid of the image of themselves, of like, it would be really humiliating to admit this is what's happening. Or they're trauma bonded so much, they'd be like, I don't really want his image to suffer because like he might lose his job. You know, there might be public humiliation on his side or on my side. Like, I'm just not sure if I want to do this. Oftentimes, people will kind of stumble and pause a little bit with this whenever it comes to the aspect of getting a restraining order or an order of protection, like something where they're like, I don't know if I want to go to that level. You know, they only they only did this, you know, once or they only acted this way. I don't know if it's right to go to this level. Some places when you go and you communicate and report to different people, they require you to be able to submit stuff because they understand the gravity of the situation more than you do. Okay, so if you have someone that's stalking, that's coming after you, all this kind of stuff, do whatever you need to do to be able to get a restraining order, order protection, be able to surround yourself with friends and family, move, whatever you need to do to keep yourself safe. That's more important than humiliation or their image. Okay, so that's that's something to think of too. Number four, okay, a lot of the times people are afraid of blocking the narcissist because they're afraid of retaliation. Okay, kind of going off of that a little bit. And that's where people are concerned about their safety of can I actually do this? And if I do this, what happens to me? Okay, if you're thinking through that, I would never discount that. I would say if you're thinking through that, keep that top of mind, get a coach, get a therapist, get friends and family, get security, like whatever you need to do to talk through that and figure out what is the best way to handle this. Because I, I if you're thinking that, I wanna say stick with that. You know, I'm not trying to make you paranoid, but I'm also trying to say like, if you think that that's a possibility, that's a probability. So let's stick with that train of thought and let's make sure we make a plan to keep you safe. A lot of times in coaching people with like exit strategies and stuff like that, like if they're serving a restraining order, divorce papers and things like that, it'll be an aspect where if they're out of the house or they're moved into another house, I'm like, hey, when they serve, 
like you're going to be out of the house. Like we're going to, we're going to transplant you someplace else. You'll do stuff like virtually. You'll take a different route to work, like whatever it's going to be. Like when that happens, you're going to do that. And then we'll watch the ring camera. We'll watch other stuff to see what type of response is going to happen from that person might be a slight gauge, not always, but a slight gauge of what's going to happen. So a lot of times people have to, you know, go in hiding for a week or two or figure out I need to move or I need to change or I need to do something to make sure that I'm being safe. Okay. If you're afraid of that retaliation, understand that is a real fear. Make sure you're safe. You're going to want to block anyways. Okay. But make sure you do it in a safe way. Like I mentioned earlier. All right. Number five. Okay. Afraid of not being um, needed. Okay, afraid afraid that it's not needed. Sorry, I'm kind of botched that. Okay, a lot of times people are afraid of blocking a narcissist because they're like, it's not really needed. It's not really something that I need to do. And typically what happens in this regard is they're like, it wasn't that big of a deal and they start minimizing the abuse that actually happened. The problem is when you start minimizing the abuse that actually happened, you're not living in truth. You're living in a fantasy. You're living in a fiction. You're looking at the past and you're only picking up the good moments. You're not realizing, hey, it was abusive in nature and it was destroying me. So you need to get back to the truth, okay? The truth is what sets you free. So there's five things that you're afraid of a lot of times that when it comes to blocking and going into contact with a narcissist. People are afraid because they're afraid that the narcissist will change. They're afraid because blocking feels like it's mean and rude. They're afraid because it might affect their image or their, their public image. They're afraid of retaliation and they're afraid of it not being needed, okay? What I wanna encourage you today, the last thing I'll leave with you here today, okay, is number one, find the truth, uncover the story, change the story, and change your life.